This is Mike Rice, Man U supporter. A drinking game suggestion. Big Sam makes a point. Graham makes it about fucking Arsenal. You're listening to the DU Football Show. Already fucking up production, uh, production and words too. <laughs> I hit that really quick. I should have waited a second. Mel's gonna, Mel's gonna definitely have a comment on that. I'm sure she will. Yes, uh, boys and girls. The inmates are running the asylum tonight. There is uh, no producer Mel. We're recording on a Sunday. Everything's fucking crazy. That means we can do what we want. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, doing his best vanilla ice this weekend, my co-host, the man with the... Mr. Samuel Graham. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good. I'm glad you uh oh, fuck. I'm glad you recorded yourself when I walked in after full time in your game. Listen to that listen to that voice a little bit carefully. Oh fuck. That does not sound like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we want to talk about what we're uh, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is what the fuck? <laughs> oh what the fuck? Let's hear that again. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh come on now. Fucking insanity. Oh, uh, it's brilliant. So how's your weekend going, buddy? Uh, weekend's going pretty good so far. Good. You know what else, my? Uh, you know what else, uh, producer Mel's gonna do too? She's gonna uh, come through and fix the uh, intro that I didn't fade out as well. Right. So no. <laughs> already off to a bumpy start here. <laughs> Woo! That's sports. Right. It happens. Um, <laughs> Yay, sports. <laughs> Yay, We're recording sports. at the DU Public House, just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. And also, we need to do a shout-out that we keep forgetting to do every yes, week. Yes, I will do that, I promise. It is at DU Football Show on all the social medias, at Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Um, there's other ways to get in touch with us as well. We'll go over throughout the show, like our Patreon and our uh, Drip Shack. <laughs> Uh, which we'll, uh, I'm sure, get a mensch here at some point. That's that's ways to support us, not ways to... Uh, well, they can get in touch. By, you send messages on... We don't check it, but <laughs> you can send on, messages on, on Patreon if, if you, you want. If you, if you bought something, <laughs> we'd probably notice. That is a way to get in touch. <laughs> um, the other thing, though... we're whores. <laughs> yeah. The other thing, though, uh, is our boy Brody, who's been on here a few times, um, has his own podcast, The uh, Revenues. Yeah, MD Revenues. Uh, MD Revenues, yep. So, uh, for basically the Comptroller's Office, uh, State Comptroller's Office podcast. But uh, recently, our worlds collided because yep. he uh, interviewed the president of the Baltimore-based bid to host World Cup games. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, also, that <coughs> group is trying to lure Premier League team. Lure. Lure. <laughs> so still a bad word for that. And I mean, we're not trying to down an alley to buy some a horse. Yeah. Uh, but they're trying to get Premier League clubs uh, to the city during the summer. 
as yeah. well um, to try for the uh, for the preseason stuff they usually do. I know that doing the World Cup, they also now have included DC in the bid as well. So it's the two of them collectively. Well, I heard FedEx pulled out of that. Oh, really? That's what I read two days ago. Wow. Why yeah. would FedEx want to pull out? Who knows? That? And there's a ton of fucking money well, in that. Probably because they're federally under federal investigation. Oh, I mean, true. it's really enough to be said about that. Yeah, it's probably well, because they're being looked into by the FBI. I mean, the, here's an opportunity to make money honestly, as opposed to make money <laughs> dishonestly, like taking your season ticket holders' money. Yeah. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. We are coming towards the end, but man, has it been a fun fucking journey. Mr. Graham, what whiskey are we on tonight from Whiskey Advocate? All right, so we are number three of Whiskey Advocate's top 20 of 2021. This is the Teeling Black Pits, comes to you at 92 proof. Uh, should run you about 75 bucks, but more than likely it'll run you about 99.99, uh, which I think is what we found it for was 100 bucks. Uh, no, we got it at we got it at a decent price. Oh, did yeah, we? All right. Because I also got it the, like, the day uh, that the list out. came out. Yeah, like, yeah. I, found, I found it quick. So, like, number one, I got at retail because... They didn't know any better. Right. So well, well Russ, the, Russ technically got it at uh at I gotcha. The other thing about this one though is this is one that I have seen out there a bit. So mm -hmm. this one is still available uh on the shelf in a lot of stores. Very good. Why don't you tell us about it? Sure. It is uh got a ninety four rating um from the panel. Uh it is an Irish single malt. And your blurb comes from Mr. Johnny McCormick. Peter whiskey is an ancient Irish style, but it's harder to make than you think. Teeling's master distiller, Alex Chasco, brilliant name, uh, asserted that the only malt as heavily peated as Ardbeg's would enable the peaty flavors to withstand the large fraction eliminated by triple distillation. That decision delivers a superb subtle smokiness, which when put together with bourbon and sauterne casks, creates a Moorish whiskey alive with orchid fruit, panna cotta, and sweet floral notes plus tangy marmalade and pepper spice. As distillers in Ireland dig deeper into peaty whiskey, you can bet on this bottle of smoke to make your day. This, the glossy pages of this magazine, yeah. are very difficult to get this glare off of. From <laughs> so, reading, uh, you, I, I by the way, everybody, behind the scenes, I am sitting where producer Mel normally sits, which is kind of next to where Sam would normally sit, and Mr. Graham is in, uh, is in the big boy chair. He's in the uh, bus yeah. driving chair tonight. Man. And that things are a lot different on the side of the room. Let's just say that. Do, do you perhaps have a lot going on over there, Mr. Graham? <laughs> yeah, I do. Fucking hell. What do you think, man? What do you think of the whiskey? So it's it is reminiscent to me of that Glenfiddich Fire and Cane, mm -hmm. um, which obviously is Scotch, but being a space side is lighter in style and can lend itself to some sort of, to some, you know, kind of leanings towards Irish whiskey, if if you will. Um, especially because this is a single malt Irish. Versus a space hide like Glenfiddich, yeah. single malt is they're fairly similar in, in palate and mouthfeel. Um, it, it's layered. It's nice. You get that nice sweetness up front, followed by finished with that smoke. I get a little bit of salinity or brine to it mm -hmm. as well. There's a but, creaminess to it as well. Yeah. When they, when they mentioned panna cotta, I was like, I get that kind of creamed mouthfeel to it as a whole. I, I certainly get that in in the glass of whiskey as well. It's, it's it changed a bit with ice. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I would say, um, you know what? I, I said different out in the hallway. I'll say I changed my mind. 
I think the Jack is better than this, but I think this is better than the Dickel. The Dickel's just very good, but for it's the, regular. Yeah. It's it's really good for being a thirty dollar bottle of well, whiskey. Right, right, right. But yeah, is again remembering treating it at the right price point and everything. Um <clears throat> but uh yeah, it's real good. And a lot of times when Irish whiskeys go to peat, right? So somebody like uh Connie Mara would be a good example. I'm just not a huge fan of because they go for this almost Isla over the top peat smoke thing. Right. And it's like you you don't have an Isla. You you don't make that style. Don't don't try to, don't be, try to someone. be someone else. Right. Like Do your, your, your land isn't full of peat bogs and you get to burn trees because England didn't take them all away from you. Like you didn't have to burn dirt because, well, it's all we fucking had. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't have to do it, so don't try to do it. Right. This is, okay, it's a single malt, and we want to give it some smoke, and Pete will give it that a desired smoke, but it's not Band-Aid, iodine, over-the-top, really. It's it's a very good balance. I think that firing cane, uh, Glenn Vidic, that you talked about, is an excellent comparison. Definitely marmalade. Definitely the yeah, blossom. Like For sure. Just, it's it's lively it's sweet it's we've been critical of past lists and i would say so far top to bottom i've been really happy yeah i've been pretty happy list, with this list as well with this list and this journey some of the stuff like the swedish whiskey i think needed to be on the other side of the list but i mean like okay so you gave it a number six but like you know. uh, the the thing that annoyed me about the list we talked about it before was the general price point of most of the bottles and the availability of most right. of the bottles was right. was a bit annoying yeah, Fitz didn't need to be there. Like, it's a unicorn bottle already. Right. Now, but uh, although somewhat of a unicorn bottle, but it's only a unicorn bottle because only geeks know about it, that Wild Turkey definitely deserved to be on the list because most people only think of Wild Turkey 101, and they need to know that Wild Turkey... Does some pretty good fucking bourbon. ...makes some magnificent shit. Yeah. Like, when you find their higher-end stuff, God damn, sorry, Russ, it's really good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to actually bring in a little injury time piece to this real quick, uh, where we normally rate and review our beers. Uh, how does um, one find injury time, Sam? Uh, sure, <laughs> glad you asked. It's patreon.com backslash Steve Football Show, actually. And uh, if you just sign up to the one simple $5 tier, you could get both of our extra shows. It's Soundcheck, our pre-show show. This show's obviously available for free. And then injury time, you'll get on, the, on, <clears> that, on that feed as well. Don't let it be said that I didn't fill in for Mel admirably because that was an opportunity to have you plug it, which she would have had. She would have done exactly what I just did. That little softball serve. Here you go, Mr. Graham. <laughs> yeah. And I would have rolled my eyes of which I'm now rolling my eyes and hating myself <laughs> like a true Evertonian should. Please go ahead. All right. So this I've never had before. Carly went to a um, farmer's market in Fells mm -hmm. uh, this weekend, uh, yesterday morning. And she found this brewery there. They're from way up Hartford County in Whiteford, Maryland. Okay. Never heard of it. It's about a mile or two from the PA border. Just to say, in my map. world, I might have to go up there uh, sometime. It's all the way up there, that little red dot. Uh, it is called Slate Farm Brewery. So they had a couple of styles there. I have their, ha uh, their hazy IPA, which I'll review later on injury mm -hmm. time properly. Um, but they've got this one, which is their Resist Lager. 5.1% uh, by volume. 100% of the proceeds from the sale of this can will go towards fighting Putin or towards humanitarian aid for Ukraine. Fuck Putin. Right <laughs> on the side of the says, can. Fuck Putin on well, the side of the can. They used a V instead of a U, but yeah. Love basically. It. Yeah, it, it's it's just brilliant and I'm super happy they decided to do this and it, they called it resist lager. 
So let's get a picture of the front of the can there too. Gotcha. Love it. So there you go. It it it's. Let me taste it. It's great. It's clean. It's a Czech style lager. Yeah, it's it's nice and clean. It's, yeah, it's, it's Eastern a, it's European. A, it's a Pilsner Cal. Yeah, it Pilsner Cal type of just nice clean little bit of hop to the back end of it. You know, yep. that's probably the biggest difference when you, when we talk about those Eastern European lagers versus the like American, the English stuff and, and well, or even American, American stuff. Like There's a, a lot more roasted malt in right. our stuff yeah. and in the UK stuff and and the stuff over in the Czech has a little bit more of a hop bite on correct the yeah, yeah but I I thought you know I wanted to bring attention to this brewery for doing something pretty fucking awesome yeah 100% um, of the proceeds that's 100% of the proceeds yep a little bit of lemon so. in that too take a second sip Sam I get this like little bit of um lemon citrus bite on the on kind of the uh, front of my tongue yeah, I could see that, like rind. Yeah, a little rind. Mm-hmm. It's actually very well executed beer. Yeah, I thought it was very good, and I'd never heard of them before. Oh. So they were at the Fells Point Farmers Market pouring beers up and selling them. Oh. So uh, pretty cool. Uh, they got a tap room. I guess they do music and stuff there as well. <laughs> they have a restaurant in the tap room, but it's way up by the PA line. Oh, it's uh... but very very cool stuff. And I just I wanted to bring attention to it because they're doing something pretty awesome. Uh, you know, with the. The donation and everything else. Have to find out if that's more Central County or over towards Harvard to Grace. Because if it's Harvard to Grace, I don't go there. But if it's Central County, I go there. So um, I'll go where, up where's Harvard to Grace? Harvard to Grace would be. Um, <laughs> uh, I could take a look here. All right. No, it is not. So Harvard to Grace would be. See where the river over is the right river. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's So this is more over here. Yeah. I actually have a couple of accounts right up in that area. Okay. So cool. I might swing my ass by there then. Yeah. So I, I thought it was pretty cool. And I wanted to bring attention to it and uh, let everybody know too. This is something we do do on injury time. So there is something for beer lovers as well. So sign up to that Patreon. You said do do. <laughs> that we do do. Yeah. Do do. Sorry, I'll I'll use a simon a, a synonym. I'll use a synonym for do do here shortly. Or you'll say the tall oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Let's get into it, man. Oh, um, we did forget to say. Yeah. We're gonna share the link on our Twitter as well at Do You Football Show for the Maryland Revenues. Excellent. Very yep, good. We did forget that part of the plug. And what else should one always do? Remember to drink responsibly. It's gonna be hard to do without Melissa here. All I gotta do is go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Jobs for the day. Put chickens up, go to sleep. That's it. That's legitimately yeah. it. It's all I got to fucking do. So we're going to uh, actually do it a little bit differently today, Sam. Okay. And what we're going to do is instead of going through the midweek and then the weekend, all the storylines twine. It's We're getting more towards the end of the season. And... X's and O's are fine to talk about. We could talk about goals that were scored, but that's not really what the conversation should be. No, unless so, it's a Grant Jaka Thunderbolt. Right, exactly, <laughs> which you'll have that opportunity to do. And uh, you'll be glad to know, Mr. Pro Arsenal Agenda on your shirt there, uh, that uh, we are going to lead off with the good old Pro Arsenal Agenda because what we have is the first storyline I want to get into is a very classic rivalry and one that a lot of people that have listened to our show don't understand the importance of because let's face it time has passed it by from where it was right but it was two teams and it was huge and right now those two teams are heading in opposite directions arsenal four chelsea two arsenal three man united one liverpool four man united nil yep what a fucking week to be a gooner damn straight 
Ooh to be. Ooh to be. <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness. It was fucking great. Uh, I see what you've written here. You're yeah, a dick. I'm, I'm about to say that right now. It is the exact opposite <laughs> of what you normally do since I started following the Premier League in 2010, which is typically when you have important games against important rivals, you bend right the fuck over and take <laughs> it, and you fuck it completely off. And you found a way. Uh, you were at the bridge, right? Oh, yeah. We were at the bridge, and uh, I think Antoine uh, Antonio, sorry, not Antoine. I always want to call him Antoine Rudiger. I don't right. know why. Antonio Rudiger wasn't there, mm-hmm. so they their Chelsea's defense was massively out of sorts, and he's kind of the organizer, the dad of the back line. If you oh, will. absolutely. And without him, they were a shambles. They were all over the place. Couldn't make decisions properly. They they couldn't pass amongst themselves. They you know I think it was Christensen maybe the first goal from Eddie Nketiah laid a very short back pass back. You know, it was, it was horrendous. And when Rudiger's there, that doesn't seem to happen. They seem a bit more together. <laughs> Obviously, that was different against Brentford, that one-off game. But when Rudiger's included, they're a lot more organized and together. Right. And he wasn't there, and they weren't, and we took full advantage of it. I mean, it's Eddie Nketiah's first couple of goals in the Premier League this season, I think, um, he scored a bunch in the Carabao Cup, mm-hmm. but his first couple Premier League goals, I believe, and uh, we were just on it. And what we couldn't do for the three games prior, right? Everything clicked. What was it? It was Southampton, Brighton, and who else did you lose to? Southampton. Palace. It was Palace. Yeah, three Palace, 3-0. Palace yep, yep, put yep. it on you. Then it was Brighton. Then it was Southampton. Then it was Southampton. Yeah. You lose to those three teams in a row, and then promptly kick the shit out of Chelsea and Manchester United. Yeah. Now, I will say, um, in regards... But that's regards- what we have with kids. It's a young team. Yeah. There's going to be ups and downs. Well, they they uh, they clearly understand the important games, which is good. That that's a, That's a good thing, because now your coach can teach them to realize we'd be in third fucking place right now if you all didn't fuck off those three. Well, the other... And he yeah. can make them run a little harder at training and fight them a little harder at training... And the and the players will respond to it because they'll go, yeah, you're right. Well, we could the be other, in third right now. The, the other easily p- in the third. other piece to that too is, if you look at the manner, the Brighton game is a little bit of a, a one off, but at Palace and at Southampton, we were up in every statistical category: mm-hmm. possession, overall shots, shots on target. Fraser Forrester stood on his head against us. Right. Well, and in the Palace and it was game, really Palace just made you fucking pay. But right, exactly. Pal- Pal- and in oh, well, Palace, more so, the man on the sideline who knows you very, very well, well yeah. made you fucking well, pay. Well, you know what they say. Well, he knows the club. He <laughs> yeah. knows the club. Yeah, he does. Um, but so I, I wasn't super worried. I was a little disheartened, obviously, because right. we could be in third, yes, but we also had relinquished fourth place basically to Tottenham. Now, we just got it back this week now, but it's- Take, forget about the last three games. You you just beat Chelsea and Man United. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's. I'm just it. saying the, mean, the manner of those performances. Yeah. I wasn't super worried. I wasn't concerned. Right. I knew we were going to bounce back. I just didn't know if it was going to be in these two games or not. And we it was fucking phenomenal. Suddenly, fucking Inketia, phenomenal. We finally closed the game out. Inketia playing for a contract. <laughs> yeah. How, how many times he's? Uh, by the way, we'll we'll have another person. Um, you know, praise Jeebus. That also apparently is playing playing for a contract yeah. as well. How many times have we gone in front? against these sorts of opponents 
and then not been able to hold on to the game. Oh, done looked- something stupid, right? Granted, was it Liverpool? We were nil nil in sixty fifth minute, mm-hmm. and then Gabriel gets sent off in that in the uh, semifinal, or Xhaka got sent off in a in a different game when we right. were up one nothing, and then ended up losing two to one. Wolves maybe or somebody like that. How many times do we do that? Right? These we we went in front, we got pegged back, we took the initiative again, right, and went up. It was it was excellent. Uh, it was excellent. You, it was very United, proud of my boys this you tr- week. You tried to give it away. That, especially the end of the first half, the start of the second, especially the start of the second, because, fuck, the, miss, the missed penalty from uh, Bruno, like, just like, oh, you were trying. You were trying your best to give it away. And then oh, once yeah. that happened. Well, it just gave us that extra little bit of onus. Um, <laughs> I love Ramsdale. Mm-hmm. Ramsdale terrifies me. Uh, he's a good you're, goalkeeper. You're starting. You're starting to see. You're starting to see the bad part of Ramsdale now. Now that he's comfortable, right? <laughs> yeah. It's not even just that. It's the the how intense he is. Like, bro, you're gonna have a fucking heart attack, mate. Yeah. Do you see how he celebrated Bruno missing the penalty? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sprinted out like, in his what? face. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even do it. He dove the wrong way. I mean, let come on. If if ever there's an asshole that deserves to have someone oh, no, get absolutely. screamed no, in their 100%, face, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's it's, it's, it's de- Roy. I mean, um, <laughs> Bruno Fernandez. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hold, hold on, Sam. Sam, stop for a second. Your Arsenal TV is showing. Please <laughs> yeah. put that away real quick. Okay. But no, look, settle settle it down. Put, put push it back inside. The, it doesn't need to come out. The other the other one, and what makes me what what makes me nervous. And I think what might kind of just seep into my brain about him not being necessarily like a world-class keeper yet, how how much growth he still has to do, is the save, the reaction save from Dallow, that perfectly (coughs) weighted ball from Cristiano Ronaldo, Mm -hmm. that reaction save that pushed it onto the post, goes towards the sideline. I mean, it was a well-struck ball, so it, it was traveling. He gets up, looks at the fans, fist bumps, slaps the post like, well done, and then... Gets back to goal. So the ball's not fucking out yet, mate. All right. Focus. (laughs) Fucking focus. Stop looking at us. Look there. Look there. Look out there. The ball's not out of bounds, you sweat. (laughs) (laughs) He was was like fist bumping the fans, and the Mm -hmm. ball's still in play. And that that terrifies me. It's like, just get up and get on with your job. Celebrate after. Okay, this is a quick thought because I I don't want to talk about it too much because we will talk about it in a later segment. But uh, Chelsea has opened the door for people to step into third and fourth. Well, we'll come on to it yeah. later. But with their late winner against West yeah. Ham today, I think they may have just shut that door on on third place. Because now they have a six-point lead on us. I, I, or a five-point five lead. Their next trip is to Everton, where Everton drew them at the bridge. And Everton's now desperate. I think that's going to be a couple of points lost, if well, not all be. three. It absolutely could be. Like, there's there's room for a fuck-up, and you still have a game in hand. That's true. Our game in hand, though, is against Tottenham, which is yep. a toss-up. It's anybody's game. Right, which it, we'll, we'll talk a little bit right. about that when we get into that segment as well. Um, if you were going to have a criticism about your team from this week, what would it be? Nuno Tavares' knee slide. Mm-hmm. Absolutely horrific. <laughs> I thought he injured himself. <laughs> um, I was I was going to say, um, as as much talent as there is in Nuno Tavares, there's a lot of room to still learn. There's and a lot grow. of helter skelter involved it's in him. A lot of mistakes. And uh, well, we've, Cedric, we've, we've said and this Cedric's, time and time again mm-hmm. with, with especially young players, but players that are quite fast. <clears throat> 
Trent Alexander-Arnold is one of them. Andy Robertson seems to stick to his task pretty well, right? But Alexander-Arnold, Kyle Walker, we've talked mm-hmm. about in the past, um, where they're fast enough to recover, so they skip their defensive responsibilities. And they think they're okay. Right, because they're able to catch up. Right. Well, now Kyle Walker's 30 or 31 or whatever, maybe at that half step slower that somebody's able to keep pace with him. So right. he can't recover anymore, you know? Kieran Trippia used to do that as well when he was with Tottenham. Well, Serge Aurier thought he had that speed and just didn't. <laughs> right. It just, it, fuck the defense. <laughs> I don't care. Where do I play? Right back? Sure, right forward. <laughs> I would say for you guys, plug and play as far as the middle of the field goes is good, right? You're, you're fine. I'm surprised it took so long to get El Nenny into the fucking frame. Then also, and I keep saying I'm like crazy, and I'm going to mark it down again. Another one, 2502. Houston. Yay. I think what it is is a lot of your ums are coming while you're writing. Yeah. Because you're losing your train of thought while you're trying to. It comes when I'm going into it. Yeah. The thing I was going to get is center back wise, like you really do need Gabrielle and White to be the guys. Yes. But you have capable backups. Center of the field, you have capable backups. Your wingers, you have capable backups. You have good people you can plug in and play. And guys like Martinelli, Saka, Odegarden, um, and um, uh, Pepe, like all these guys are interchangeable. Emil Smith-Rowe. Right, yep. yeah, ESR, that's the one I was forgetting. All these guys are interchangeable. You really do need an out-and-out striker. You, yep. you need that, which is important. One that actually adds goals would be huge. But your backups for your two wingbacks who like to get hurt and especially with tyranny all the talent in the world but the man's hurt all the fucking time yeah he's He's out for the rest of the season he's he's become a jack wilshire real fuck quick right (laughs) like he's just hero right always hurt always hurt that who came back which is positive and helpful but if there is a thing that needs to be fixed it is who is the backups for tomiyasu and tyranny and Tavares is is good. I think Tavares maybe get a different backup and let him maybe go play for a Fulham when they come up. Right. To kind of get season, all yeah. that shit out of well, his system. Let me tell you something. Marco Silva is not going to be the one to teach that. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that right now. He needs to go wherever Sean Dyche lands. No. <laughs> <laughs> Heard. <laughs> um, now looking at um, Manchester United. Is this the most embarrassing week in Manchester United history? Um, I don't know about that, but it's close. It's really fucking bad, <laughs> man. It's not good from them this week. Take City out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Historically, the two greatest rivals to Manchester United mm-hmm. are Liverpool and Arsenal, and you lost to them seven to one you got your ass kicked by both of them this is i'm in 18th place and i'm glad i'm not a manchester united supporter this week (laughs) yeah so that's how fucking bad it is man this week for for manchester united is is what we usually see in mid-february from arsenal traditionally Mm -hmm. champions league exit in the quarters Right, usually to Barcelona or Bayern Munich. Right, lose the Carabao Cup semifinals or quarterfinals at that point as well, um, and then turn around again and drop two games in the Premier League, and we're out of the title race for sure. 
That's traditional for the 20 years I've supported Arsenal almost. That's our February or March week Mm -hmm. where everything goes to shit. (laughs) Everything goes to shit. So Manchester United are finally experiencing that. Couldn't happen to a better club. (laughs) I will say that. And traditionally for Manchester United, and even recent history for Manchester United, this is the one where you get a 1-1 draw and then beat you guys 2-0. Right. For no good reason. And then we all go at the end of the season. How the fuck are they in third place? Yeah. Why are they in Champions League? Exactly. You know what we're not going to be saying this season? Why are they in Champions League? Why aren't they in Europe? What we're going to say is why are they in the McRib Cup? I would love Manchester United to have to go. What was it? Bodo Glimp or somebody? Who did Roma have to go to that's like in the Arctic Circle? Yeah. Yes. Fucking love it. Yeah. (laughs) Brilliant. That That is exactly what... <clears throat> Pardon me, I see happening for them. I don't um, know if they have hats warm enough for Eric Ten Hag's egg to stay warm <laughs> all the way up we'll, there. We'll get to him in a second. Um, um, I do want to, real quick, before we jump into anything else, I do want to mention... Um, oh, no, never mind. You have it there at the end. Yeah, very good. Forget there it. we go. Yep, I, I will... Trust me. I, I That was definitely going to be mentioned yeah, by the end. For sure. Um, Maguire sent to the bench because, uh, keep it classy, fucking Manchester United fans, you're fucking threatening to kill him. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand this. He's a fucking footballer. Seriously. Well, the other thing, a threat on someone's life is a crime. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. A threat on someone's life is a crime. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Right. But wishing someone dead just in general over football is bad. I think people should be prosecuted when they threaten to kill someone. Now, if they want to say something along the lines of, I hope you have a heart attack, Fucked up? Yes. Crime? No. So, in that sense, that's a little better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want him to drop dead? Go for it. Um, I, Look at me I even see. getting out time cues. Don't worry about it. I can see it. Oh, I just felt fucking <laughs> suddenly forgetting it done. <laughs> the, uh, so it's, but wishing someone dead because they suck at football is ridiculous. How about all of those idiots that are sending those emails take a look in the mirror? Guess who you don't play for? Mm-hmm. Manchester United. Right. Guess who didn't pay $80 million for you? Manchester United. Probably riding the bench for your Sunday league team, if you even play. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you're wishing someone dead for footballing reasons, kill yourself. And you maybe and you maybe make 40,000 pound a, a year. Right. Kill yourself. Fuck off. Right. Stop How about it. you kill yourself? Since I mean, your fucking football is so bad that no one gives a shit about you. And uh, it's absurd. I, I am interested to see because I think we're going to have to take a very close look at Manchester United Twitter this week and figure out how, how in fact, do the fans blame both of these losses, especially the one to you, on Harry Maguire? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I did like the well, uh, there did, was the meme that was floating around of him mm-hmm. on the sunny bench in London. Yeah. He did have a really funny face on. Yeah. It just it just looked like. <clears throat> hurt and confused. Oh, so the other the other fun uh, meme that I saw was the lineup against uh, Manchester United for Liverpool. It was the whole lineup for Liverpool, and then at the very <laughs> top was Maguire. <laughs> Maguire, yeah, <laughs> that one was very funny as well. I like the one with uh, David de Gea in the interview, mm-hmm. and the quote says, "Do you think Mo Salah is the most uh, difficult player you've ever played against? Most skilled." opponent you know 
He goes, uh, you know, with all respect to Mo Salah, Harry Maguire's actually, the, and I play him every week. <laughs> Very good. So he's my most difficult opponent. All right, so Ten Hag takes over as the... I uh, wish he was hung like Ten. Yeah, it's heard. Ten Hag. Ten Hag. Um, the, takes over as the manager of Manchester United. You flop that around, hang yeah. 10, hang you're 10. surfing. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Pretty much what Manchester United did through this week. So great, another hire. Now, I, I, so yes, another hire. But does this mean anything? Yes, I think it does, but it won't mean anything unless they give him the fucking time. So apparently they've also got a proper sporting director coming in. They've also going to have a director of recruitment as well. What's uh, Thor Ragnarok's job going to be? I don't know if he's going to be there. Because when he's supposed to be like in like a front office yep. role, was well, the whole it was point? A, it was a consultancy role. Okay. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's not there at all. If he just parts ways in the summer and they cancel those two years of that contract, then you have to assume there's a big payout. And the only reason why I'm sure why Ragnarok came to go do it was just so he could now, get fucking paid. Whether or not it's as big as Alan Pardew's payout from Newcastle, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, because Alan Pardews is up there with Bobby Bonilla. Mm-hmm. We're coming up on Bobby Bonilla Day, by the way, here soon. Um, in June 1st? Uh, well, in, in Baltimore, the Bobby Bonilla Day is not the big one. The big one's uh, uh, Albert Don't Call Me Joey Bell Day. Yeah. When he got that monster payday as well. Yeah. Because both of them were smart enough to go, yes, million dollars the rest of my fucking life. Yeah, defer it. Yep. You don't You don't have to front load me. Just just pay me a million. Defer it, yep. And, and every year they get to look at their bank account and go, Oh, wow. I just got a million dollars. I just got a million fucking dollars. Let me take this $100 bill and go have a wank. <laughs> That's pretty fucking great. I like that. <laughs> um, now, as we talked about the classic rivalry of both Arsenal, Liverpool, and and City, I mean, I'm in United, the, the, the relationship that they share, we need to turn our attention to City in this regards and say, hey, City, um, both Arsenal in their building and Liverpool in their building at the seven minute mark stood up on their feet and applauded for a minute fucking straight because their bitter rivals and arguably one of the greatest players in the world, a guy who could be hell for them. They honored and respected the fact that as a father, he lost a child and they applauded him. Yep. You all Liverpool actually also rang out. You'll never walk alone. Yeah, yeah, yep. Insane. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. I started crying. It was like when we saw saw Brentford the opening day of the season and how they all came together Mm -hmm. for for what was going on there. It's... That respect is the type of respect that your parents teach you. That's... It's just... You're supposed to do that. No one needs to earn that. Yeah. You just do it. And City couldn't figure that out. City, you hooted and hollered during a moment of silence for the Hillsborough Massacre, which is just fucking horrid. And while you may have all the money in the world, you know what you're never going to learn? You will never be the rivals that Arsenal and Liverpool are to Manchester United. You will always be the noisy neighbors, no matter how much fucking money you have. Now to two separate races, but they're only two teams and they're points apart. The top and the bottom. Manchester City 3, Brighton nil. Manchester City 5, Watford 1. 
Liverpool 2, Everton 0, Everton 1, Leicester 1, Burnley 2, Southampton 0, Burnley 1, Wolverhampton 0. First starting off with City. Um, Kevin De Bruyne is the best player in the world right now. Yeah, just... <laughs> That's what Fuck. it boils down to. <laughs> your fans may not have any class, but your fucking team is really fucking good. It was a shooting gallery. Jesus. It was. It was. And Kevin De Bruyne was just picking, spraying passes for fun. Yep. Especially uh, in the Watford game, mm-hmm. just spraying, spraying passes for fun. I mean, Gabriel Jesus will never score an easier goal than that header. Um, in his just, career, just, especially just, not when it comes to Arsenal in the summer. Just for my for my bet, seriously, could like just Brighton, Manchester. You couldn't figure it out one more goal, <laughs> one more goal, one more goal, one more goal, one more goal, and I'm now like a hundred behind Sam. But instead, I, I I don't have to feed the couple losers because I technically won this week. But right, still, yeah. just fucking bitter, so bitter. Fuck <laughs> you, could get one more goal. Um. Brighton kept it close in the first half, and then it just went all City. And it, you know what? It's both of these games just kind of antithesize what City is and why I yep. don't think City's going to relinquish the lead. It doesn't matter what Liverpool do. Liverpool, for the second time in three seasons, are going to lose the league by one fucking point. Yeah, with a better goal difference. Yeah, they're going to lose the, the league by one point because City ain't fucking this off. Well... The only way they do, I think probably the trickiest game for them, I agree with Rebecca Lowe on this, uh, they play leads away in between the two legs of the semifinals of the yeah, Champions League. That's that's next week's game. Exactly. So midweek, if they have like a weird <clears throat> nil-nil or they lose one nil to Madrid because the Champions League is so important, they may fuck leads off at the weekend. Yeah, that Now, could their second team is just as fucking good as their first team, but they're the second team for a reason. Right. Well, their, so, second, the, their second team got knocked out of the FA Cup semifinals. The way Leeds their play... Their second team is not going to necessarily lose to Leeds. The way Leeds play, they could catch City out. Right. People have caught City sleeping before. Well, and also for Leeds, don't look now, depending on what they do on Monday, they're only four points out of the relegation battle. Correct. They could find themselves going down and Burnley and Everton staying up. It's not out of the possibility. (laughs) I'm fucking with you. Oh, I know. I know. No, I'm just saying there are a lot of games in hand for both Burnley because Leeds is fully caught up. So they're just going to sit there and watch the potential of teams underneath them getting free points potentially. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Still got to win them, you know, still got to win them, but that is the case. Well, that's why we play the games. Um, Eight goals total for um, City to tighten goal differential. I think it's now minus four um, that, they're, yep. that they're down to Liverpool, but that's still necessary. Um, Gabriel Jesus suddenly seems like the striker that City always wanted, scoring four against Watford. I don't think he'll stay, though, because oh, no, they're not. buying Erling Holland. <clears throat> uh, supposedly, that deal's already done. If if you're City, why do you want to sign him? It's too little too late. Well, like, so, you have, nif- so you have a suitable backup for he, Erling Holland. He was supposed to be Aguero's Heir apparent. Air apparent, and just he like if ever there was the season to do it, it was this season, and you waited till what the thirty fifth fucking game to score four fucking goals. Like yeah. seriously. So the the big rumors, Arsenal's after him. Yeah, to be, because we love forwards that don't score consistently. <laughs> uh, but Which, he does he does do a lot of work. He I presses. He 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 works very very hard. 
I don't but think he's, he's the guy of, you need. I think the guy you need is the guy I don't want to sell, but I think it's Calvert Lewin. I think uh, Calvert Lewin. Be. I think Calvert Lewin fits your team a lot better than Jesus does because he's a back to goal. He's a fox in the box guy. He's not going to score anything outside the box, but does he need to? Your guys around will do all the work. Yeah, he's just got to get in the box and. Well, be but can big. he stay fit? This is his first season of having injury issues, and also when you have a team that's doing very poorly, suddenly you know uh, it hurts quad, a little bit worse. Quads hurt a little bit worse. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I, I'm not going to go out there and put it out there like that, but also as an Everton supporter, I remember Ross Barkley's year of injuries till he finally got sold. And then he was suddenly perfectly healthy, so that's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> but <clears throat> what you guys ultimately need is that kind of point man, someone who could b- bring the ball down and give it to your people. Yes. And I don't know if Jesus I don't is know necessarily if he is, I don't know guy. if he is either. I would yeah. bring both of them in. Yeah. Because Calvert, Calvert Lewin will be on the cheap since he'll be in the championship. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Heard he'll be on the cheap. We'll be able to afford both of them. All right. Um, Reds also have a great week facing major rivals and figure out a way to beat both of them. Yeah. Um, this one was a dodgy, dodgy game today. Actually, you know what? We're going to fucking take this one. You know why we're going to take this one? Because is it, is it Melissa? Yeah. Check you out. So... So why exactly are you calling me while I'm recording a fucking show? I'm curious to see if you can figure out how to take a phone call. I'm quite impressed. <laughs> we already practiced with Russ. <laughs> cool, cool. So, so, uh, so, how's intermission? <laughs> brilliant. That is brilliant. <laughs> I'm waiting for the text back that goes. Fuck you. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> there were actually apparently a couple of missed messages from her as well. Anywho, let's get into it. Liverpool fucking doing exactly what they need to do. Big rivals get wins. Yeah, so Manchester United is obviously a state right now. That that game was pretty fucking easy for, for Liverpool. Um, weren't really in any sort of bother whatsoever. Uh, dominated from start to finish. Manchester United offered next to nothing in that game. Mm. Um, uh, by the way, I got, it's intermission. How are you doing? I'd call dot, 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 but laughy face. And then right after I hung up on her, heart, three laughing faces right in a row. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, it. but this game was dodgy. Every Derby is, right? Because you kind of can throw form out the window. Right. Now, of course. Everton were bad, but they were mean bad. Oh, <laughs> they frustrated the shit out of Liverpool today. Especially the first half. Oh, yeah. Jeez, frustrated the absolute it. shit. The problem with playing that way, though, is once it cracks, now you got to expose yourself. Right. Yep. Right? That's the hard part. And <clears throat> you held out valiantly for a long time, but once that cracked, you had to creep forward mm-hmm. a little bit more. A we'll talk a little more. bit more about Everton in just a second because we're going to transition them. Let's kind of keep it more focused towards well, I just think, I, so in, Liverpool. In, in saying that, Liverpool dealt with it relatively well. Um, I think there was a couple times Mane probably could have seen a second yellow. There was a couple times players could have just I don't know. They looked a little flat up front, to be honest. They in in the first half, especially. They well, looked, come on, the first half. You, you, why was the game zero zero? Well, I mean, y'all were. There wasn't a single shot on target. Well, no, y'all were flat track bullies. L- Liverpool, that, the team who saying. scores the most goals in the Premier League, did not get a single shot on yeah. target. Like, 
A lot to but be to, said for there, Everton in that regard. There was not the inventiveness that you would normally see. They they, they got roped into the occasion. They got mm-hmm. roped into your game plan. Oh yeah, they were they and, were getting angry every uh-huh. single time Pickford fell to his knees. Every single time Pickford took time was time wasting in the, in the first minute yeah. in the first half in the twelfth minute of the first half of the first half. Uh, just a throwback to us. You know what that was? Everton did their best Real Juventud and just fucked with them. Yeah. And the fans were they neutralized. The fans were more pressed about booing every time Everton took too long than singing songs. And it was like the only thing they were doing was either going, you're going down, you're going down, or silence. Right. There was nothing. Like, until the goal happened, there was nothing out of that crowd other than just like a, well, yeah! <laughs> like, 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 Everton, uh, uh, your mom! Yeah. Yeah. Everton had done a great job of neutralizing the crowd yeah. and just frustrating the shit out of Liverpool. Abdelai Decore did a great job of neutralizing Fabinho yeah. in the middle of the field. Yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> I actually don't think it was that hard of a foul, to be honest. No, he did it ca- really was. He did catch his standing leg, well, but I think Fabinho sold it a bit. He it, didn't do enough to Superman that hoe. It was also because he grabbed him, right, and the rep and didn't blow the him. whistle, yeah. and he was like, well, then fuck it. I'll just <laughs> kick him in the leg. <laughs> like, and then he turned around. He didn't do anything to the Liverpool players. He turned around to Stuart Allen and was like, fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. You see him on the fucking ground? Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> And Fuck Stuart you. Atwell didn't do anything to calm the situation down. Stuart Atwell ran up to him like he was going to fight him. Did you notice that? Uh-huh. When he go to brandish the yellow card? So he escalated the situation. He lost complete control of the game at that point. Mm-hmm. He should have booked Pickford for time wasting in the 14th minute after oh, yeah. he had done it four done, times done it quickly. already. Done it quickly. Nip it in the bud. Get yeah. it fucking over with. Take uh, control of the game. But this is the same fucking douchebag. That sent off a couple of Arsenal players. Has involvement mm-hmm. in four Arsenal red cards this season. Mm-hmm. Right? He doesn't know how to control a game. No, he's not one at all. of the worst referees in the Premier hey. League, in my opinion. I don't like him. The same Gordon, way Mel has a problem with Kevin Friend. Yeah, I got a problem with Stuart Atwell. Uh, for you know, Gordon was diving a lot, and uh, Richie was definitely time wasting. But in that moment, Richie was genuinely hurt. Now, you can say cry wolf all you want. The guy's on the ground for 30 seconds. I don't expect Liverpool to kick the ball out because we've had that against other teams, and we haven't kicked the ball out. It is not Unless it's a head injury. It is not the other team's job. It is the referee's job. And the only reason why that foul happened is because Ducori went, okay, well, if you're not going to blow the whistle, I'm going to give you a reason. I'm going to make you blow the whistle. And you're going to have to blow the fucking whistle. Yeah. Um, but then, like, earlier in the match, Gordon gets a long ball from Pickford that um, Trent Alexander pushes him to the ground. No call. No call at all. Well, clearly he was past Alexander-Arnold. It wasn't necessarily a clear and obvious goal scorer, but it would have been him on going from the outside to net with no one other than a center back coming out to him, right? Right. No call. So then he dives later, and it was a horrible dive, and gets a yellow for it. But later on in the match, Alexander Arner takes him out when Mane tries to pull him down, which, by the way, if Mane had pulled him down, that would have been his second yellow, and he would have been gone. And then Alexander Arnold went through him, and it was like, yeah, maybe Alexander Arnold should have already been on a yellow card at that point. Right. You know? 
And but to that to that though, ifs and buts of no, oh, of course, of course, shake your nuts or but, whatever. But what it comes down, what is. it comes down to is the bigger hole is me not bitching about calls, more so me saying, hey, look, fucking this ref had zero control of this match. No, it was terrible. None, but none. Because I mean, you could and, say you could say Richarlison should have gotten a red for that. The thing on the knee with was it Tiago or somebody? No, it was Henderson at the oh, end. It was Jordan Henderson. Henderson. Well, but what I'm saying, no, hold right. on. What oh, I'm yeah, saying I'm is you. studs on the knee, right? Yeah. But then he kicks out afterwards. Right. Like they'd already made the connection, and then there was a separate movement again right. to stamp. But but that that stamp like a came, push. But that stamp thing. came from what? A Henderson fucking foul. <laughs> it well, was, right. Yeah. But and, how many? And also, also, let's face it. What's we the all oldest adage bitch. in sports? Right. You always the see referee, the, the referee always sees the reaction, mm-hmm. not the initial incident. But then we talk about you know Richie diving and falling around. Henderson walked on the field and just embraced his inner Richarlison because he was three times on the ground. You thought his leg was broken. Well, <laughs> it's like, oh wait, he's an Englishman, so we don't talk about it. Well, but if Allison, it was the Brazilian, we're gonna fucking run our mouths. Allison did that at the end of the game. Oh, did oh, his yeah. best Pickford. That was fantastic so, when he did that. So yeah. next season, when you all have to play seventy-five games, yeah, heard uh, you can. Liverpool wanted <laughs> to be like us, yeah, for exactly. a day, just just like us for a day. <laughs> um. Let's uh, switch it on over talking about Everton. Um, Everton get a point at the death against uh, Leicester, but they also missed two very good opportunities. Yes. This could have, this is really more three points lost than one point one. Absolutely. Now you're the same, same, I completely agree with that. And, but, but it's also at the same time, you look at it and you go, okay, we drew Leicester and we barely lost to, uh, to Liverpool and we were in most of that match. And you go, Ah oh, shit, that's not a terrible week, except for it is because you're now in 18th place. Yep, you're Burnley now the t- one chasing. Burnley turned on the style, dare I yep. say? We're gonna talk about Burnley in just a second. <laughs> um, it, it, it's it's funny because you look at the way the matches went. What did we say Everton needed to do? Stop trying to be so aggressive. Like play the match, understand where they are, and play the way they need to. You know, play a little more defensive, and they did. And they still find themselves in 18th place. Yep. Now, I will say, with that in mind, uh, you might as well go ahead and start uh, pouring my shot, by the way. I will. Um, <clears throat> I just want to find the goal difference between you. Because Burnley's is better, but I don't think it's by much. Right. I want to see... Because neither of you score a ton of goals. You're minus 21, they're minus 16. Yeah. So, with your game in hand, you would leapfrog them by a point. <clears throat> but... Um, goal differential is goal going differential to be huge. huge. Goal differential is huge. You could find yourself going down on goal differential. On goal absolutely. differential, the or conversely, so could they. Right. Um, it, the one thing that you could take out of a loss, you don't want to be positive about a loss, but you can be slightly positive about this loss. The effort was there. the The team played their ass off, and they look like a team that actually really fucking gives a shit. You know, they yes. want. They that, understand that the severity of the situation and they want to stay up. And if this team plays with that kind of urgency, the way they played today against Chelsea uh, against Chelsea on Sunday, uh, next Sunday, I fancy Everton getting at least a point, if not three. Yeah. Because uh, Chelsea ain't playing well right now. Well, and I don't know how long Rudiger's out for or why he was out necessarily midweek, but it's a good time to play yeah. them when they're not firing on all cylinders. Right. That being said... Um, a lot of what's fucked you this season, too, has been some of the attitude of your players. Right. So, Michael Keane getting stupid red cards, back-to-back mm-hmm. performances for him. 
Richie getting a stupid red card here or there, and then the injuries. So who's fit? Who's available? Who decides to keep their head? Keen wasn't of- Keen wasn't back to back. It was it was John Joe Kenny got one, then Allen got one, then Keen got one. But Keen got sent off when he got back from suspension. No, he wasn't on suspension. Well, he got a red card, so he was suspended no, for at least a game. It was John Joe Kenny who got the red, then it was Allen that got the red, and then Keen got okay. two yellows. We've had this discussion multiple times. You keep thinking John Joe Kenny and Michael Keane are the same thing. All right, well, all white people look alike. What do you want me to do? All right, so I'm going to ask you this question, and then you can ask me. I'm going to go ahead and do my shot of Malort. It's the fucking Derby. I don't have an issue with doing this shot. The boys played their fucking asses off today, and I was proud of what I saw out of them. All right, that's good. Uh, I assume the question that you wanted me to do was... Do Everton go do down? Do Everton go down? I would like to think not, but there is a very real possibility that they will. And are, this, Burnley are obviously picking up points at the right time, the same mm-hmm. week that you lose, you drop points. Right. It's it's gonna come. It's gonna be very fucking close. Uh, I agree. It's gonna be very fucking close, but I don't think Everton go down. And um, in fact, I'm bullish on it because this was the week. Burnley had to get everything straight. It all went perfect for him. We talk about how we have the worst away record in the league. The second worst away record in the league is Burnley Football Club. So I like to see how they do on the road. They have tough matches as well. And I'm bullish enough to think that the final game of the season won't even matter. I think it'll already be determined. You better hope so, because mm-hmm. I don't want to be in a position where it's my club that relegates you. Yeah, true. That would suck. Very Especially true. like... And before we, anybody asks, the show will go on. There will still be a show. I will... St- we And Championship Corner will be handled by me, <laughs> if that happens. <laughs> but Alan's going to be in instead. Mm-hmm. No, it'll <laughs> a cl- be... A club on the rise. <laughs> it'll be great. I will uh, drive the bus. We will get to that club on a rise in a moment. Um... This is exactly the week Burnley needed. Yeah, it is. You were at home for two. Um, yep. Southampton not really playing for anything, but Wolves did still have a glimmer of Europe, our McRib trophy, and you found ways to win both of them in games where, frankly, the other teams probably had better opportunities to win. Yeah, but d- don't Burnley also have coming up? Don't they play Villa twice? Mm-hmm. Once, obviously, at home, one away. Yeah. Um, and I think the away game's first. Yeah. Which, Villa aren't playing particularly well at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, and Burnley are looking more like Burnley. More right. defensive stability and, and wall. Ben Mee has done excellent as the kind of assistant manager to Mike Jackson. Mm-hmm. Also very funny that he <clears throat> goes by Mike Jackson instead of Michael. We all probably know why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I I think though that that them going to Villa is going to be a very tough match for him because Villa hasn't looked great and I think Stevie G is about to break a foot off in their asses. Oh, it could be. I think Absolutely that that's kind be. of that. Now again, he'll slip the sock off. The way this is the way we know it goes for the teams that it doesn't matter. Heard slip. I love I love when you <laughs> slide in a slip reference. It's pretty great. Contractually obliged. Exactly. The the idea that I'm I think is is essentially with these teams that are in the middle of the table, if they score first, they fancy a go. If they get scored on first, they piss it off. Mm-hmm. 
And that's really what it comes down to. So for Burnley and Everton the rest of the way, it's can you get on the score first? If you score first, you're in the driver's seat. They might fuck it off. And that's what you got to do. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing I want to really come to is obviously the new manager bounce and home cooking has really came at exactly the right time for them. Yep. But really what it comes down to, it's it's fucking um it's fucking Nick Pope, man. Mm-hmm. It, that guy individually against Two really, really good saves in this one that that I saw. And 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 a handful of routine ones. Four four great saves against Southampton, mm-hmm. including a Ward Prowse free kick. Yes. Which as Brighton have found out, don't go so well. No. Not so well at all. Um who goes down, who stays up? Give me your final three. I would venture to think that Everton will get out of it. Very good. So I think it's Burnley, Watford, and Norwich. But the one asterisk caveat, the two guaranteed to go down are Norwich and Watford. Watford, for sure. Right. It is going to be a slugfest. And what concerns me for you, the worry that I have, is Burnley are used to a slugfest. They have experience with a slugfest. You haven't been in this position for 76 years. We've already been an hour, and we still got more to talk about. Uh, (laughs) We now turn our attention to the rest of the battle for Europe. This really won't be a ton. Um, Brentford nil, Tottenham nil, Chelsea won, West Ham nil. And... uh, we're going to kind of intertwine some of the matches that these guys have already played in. Uh, Chelsea's really trying to give it away, right? Yeah, it seems that way. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on. You Chelsea know? equals Melissa Houston. Heard. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. How much does off-field stuff really distract the team? You know, how much... But there's a, a marked downturn in form once Russia invades Ukraine. Yeah. And precisely. their owner is implicated as an oligarch. Mm-hmm. Um, possible attempted poisoning. The kind of weird visceral reaction from the fans. There's It's very, very strange. But you would like to think that Thomas Tuchel, as well as he's handled the press about everything, he's kind of been shoved into the you're in charge of the PR department now also. He's done extraordinarily well to to come off as somebody who's level-headed and pays attention to things and can speak intelligent, intelligently about just about anything. But how much is that detracted from the team? That's the question, right? That's the issue, is how much is that taken away from the team? Yeah, and it seems, you know, there's a lot of question marks. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily worry about Chelsea the rest of this season. What I'd worry about is the summer when they can't sign anybody. Right. They have three massive players out of contract. Something that's like... Well, and also you've had people as like, Rudiger's already said he's not resigning. He's leaving. He's, he's leaving. Right. And you also can't sign anyone else? Right. Luckily for Chelsea, they have 852 players on loan. <laughs> There hasn't been much talk about the sanctions that have been put against them. Paychecks have come and gone. Are they getting paid? Do we know? They're, de- they're definitely getting paid. Right. Um, the players are getting paid, but they're not allowed, and the staff is getting paid, but they're not allowed to sign new people. Um, 
and as far as I know, they're not super far away from administration because the funds are being dried up a bit. If that continues and something should happen there, they may face a points deduction next season. Yeah, they that's... May, there's a lot of different things that, that could have. There's a lot of fucking question marks around Chelsea Football Club. That's and, the surprise that I couldn't figure out. You know, it, what what's because there's been no news about that. Right. And it's kind of been like, you know, Officer Bar Brady, nothing to see here. You looky lose, like kind of move on. Like, don't, yeah. But there's a lot of shit going on underneath the radar. And, mm -hmm. you know, today, today you can't take it away. There was a big fucking win for them. It was huge. Big fucking win. Well, it helps when um, Michael. Uh, or Craig Dawson. What's his name? Craig yeah. Dawson. Yeah. Choke slams whoever mm -hmm. that was. Who was it? Lukaku. Yeah. Choke slam him Undertaker style in the penalty box to get himself a second yellow. Or, well, it was actually a straight red. So he's going for three games. I mean, that is impressive, though. But, I mean, <laughs> but with not all, easy to choke slam Lukaku. But with all their injuries, West Ham now going to the game against Arsenal with no recognized center backs. Ooh. Yeah. Declan Rice playing center back. Fucking field day. It's going to be great. Our youthful, exuberant front line. It's going to be fantastic. Um, Suddenly for Tottenham, the goals have dried up. I mean, yeah. just gone away. And now it is, honestly, it comes down to the Derby. Mm -hmm. It's the North London Derby. Like, that's going to... Determine. They also who's still have place. They also still have to play Liverpool or City. I can't remember which one, but they have to play Liverpool. One, they still have to play Liverpool. So that you could feasibly see that's another loss. Agreed. Quite simply, that's another loss. Agreed. So the the impetus and the the onus is really on Arsenal at this point for that fourth place because I don't know that Tottenham can get themselves out of this funk. Really, they looked toothless. They can't at, score goals. They can't score goals they right now. absolutely toothless at Brentford. They didn't have a shot on target at Brentford. Brentford, Ivan Tooney put it off the post and off and the, the fucking crossbar. crossbar. Yeah. yeah. They should have won. Oh, yeah. Brentford should have won. Brentford that played, shouldn't have been a point. Brentford should have Brentford won. Brentford played to win. Absolutely. Tottenham did not. West Ham still in the hunt. Here's the problem for West Ham is that they're playing in the semifinals of Europa, right? Mm -hmm. So you really have to pay attention to that. And you go, okay, well, if we don't succeed in the Europa, at least there's Europe. Well, keep fucking around and there won't be Europe. Right. Because like, Wolves are only three points out. They're not. So all they need is for you to slip up and for them to get a win, despite Wolves. When we'll get to them in a second, it just... That's you know? the fucked up part, right? Is they don't have a very deep squad. Mm -hmm. So when they pick up these injuries, they pick up these cards, they do these things. You have to prioritize one competition over another. And they are prioritizing the Europa League. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad idea. The reason I say that is because West Ham have been so long without European football. And they are def obviously definitely safe, right? Yeah. The only player really concerned about leaving is Declan Rice, which Suchek find somebody else to be serviceable. Somebody that Yves Basuma, that'd be a step up for him right. from Brighton, right? Yeah. So you could find somebody serviceable that could do a job, won't be as good as Declan Rice. Jacory when we get relegated. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Somebody like that that could that could fill that void to a certain degree. And West Ham won't be far off it next year. No. So why not go for it? Yeah. Why not give it a fucking go? Yeah. Very true. Very you know true. what I mean? And if that gamble <laughs> pays off 
They're in a fucking Champions League. Well, good good news. Moving on to Wolverhampton. As long as Wolverhampton plays on the road, Wolverhampton's going to lose because they just lost two in a row. They shouldn't have fucking lost. Nope. Both won nothing. Yep. They shouldn't have lost to uh, Newcastle. They shouldn't have lost to fucking Burnley. Absolutely right. They were the better side in both, both of those games. matches. They were the better side when they lost one to us 1-0. They were the better team in that game. We it, snatched it off of them mm-hmm. because for whatever reason, they can't score goals. Don't know what it is now, but they can't score goals anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's Jimenez's misfiring. They've had some other injuries across that f- uh, front line. Jao Pedro hasn't really done much. There's a, a few players there that, that were producing in the couple years prior that now are not. Uh, one thing that they have done that should probably have a payoff in the future, Silva's starting to play a lot more now, and he's not scoring, but at some point you got to start getting that kid bedded in, and the not scoring now probably equals goals next season Yeah, because he's playing. Uh, but for them, I kind of see them, it's feels like eighth place is just going to be where they are, and they're just going to miss out. But I think... We all thought they were going to take a step back, and they ultimately really did take a big step forward. Right. Yeah, I I would tend to agree with that, yeah. Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Newcastle 1, Crystal Palace nil. Newcastle 3, Norwich nil. Leicester City nil, Aston Villa nil. Brighton 2, Southampton nil. And uh, Leeds and Crystal Palace, we are not discussing because it's Sunday and the game hasn't been fucking played yet. Right. Now stop. Stop it right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Stop. Mm-hmm. Joel Linton scored two. Heard. Holy shit. Oh, hold on. Sam, would you say stop, collaborate, and listen? Ice is back with a brand new invention? Because you know, I, 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 I saw your Facebook Live. <laughs> yeah. I caught a lot of shit for that Facebook Live, <laughs> yeah. too. A lot of people on my on my balls about that. Um, it Wild. Newcastle, the 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 joke they were at the beginning of the season, and they're now in ninth, sole possession of ninth place. They're in the top I, half of the fucking table. I have one thing written: Newcastle in ninth, ninth fucking, fucking place. place. Yeah, I can't believe it. I cannot fucking believe it. Eddie Howe has done a tremendous job there. Manager of the year, and mostly. I, I'm sorry, manager of the fucking year. And, He's manager of the fucking year, and mostly. With the same squad. Yeah. Mostly and with that, the same squad. And that team may finish in 13th. It all depends on how things go. And, you know, they may fuck it off and whatever. They're, I don't see them getting to eighth place, but I don't it think doesn't they matter. I don't think they will. I think this is one team where Dubai time won't exist. Yeah. Because the Saudis have so much fucking money mm-hmm. that if they don't play themselves into Eddie Howe's plans, they will be gone. Yeah. We'll period. just buy someone else. Exactly. Because they can now. Oh. Oh, Where Ryan they knew Fra- before, oh, oh, they Ryan could Frazier, literally. You want to fuck off? Fine, fuck off. They could do whatever they wanted before because they knew Mike Ashley wasn't going to replace them. Yeah, you. you if you still had a contract, you were good to go. Maybe that's why uh, Joe, comma uh, Linton, his government name, Linton, comma Joel, <laughs> started started scoring goals because. Oh wait, shit. <laughs> He's been an unsung hero. Oh, absolutely. He's played very fucking well. I've been super impressed with him uh, over the <clears> last few games, but it, it's. With Newcastle, it, it, it's such a meteoric rise from where they were. And conversely, and we'll, of course, talk about it in Championship Corner a, a little bit. Well, really not much because we're f- trying to focus on the playoff places and, right. and the top of the league. And the bottom of the league's pretty much when all Steve, been determined. When Steve Bruce took over mm-hmm. at West Brom, they were fifth. Yeah. Now in 12th. Yeah, exactly. Job done. <laughs> yeah, job done. <laughs> 
Boing, uh, boing. Allow me to see the following. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I got permission from Mel because Mel and I watched this game as, I don't know, fucking 25,000 goals were being scored in all the other matches yesterday. Was um, Leicester City and Aston Villa played a professional football match in the English Premier League this weekend. Yeah, fair. Uh, that happened. On to Brighton Southampton. Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. Whenever Steve Bruce gets announced as a new manager of club, you know what all the fans do? Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Look at you with the production. I just wanted to push a button. And the self-deprecation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> all right. Um, Brighton... Off to an early lead. Look like they're going to take care of it. Um, oh, wait. James Ward-Prowse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, once from a free kick. Now just four behind David Beckham mm-hmm. uh, for the all-time. And how young Ward-Prowse is is pretty fucking insane. I would venture to say he's better than David Beckham then. Yeah. He's going to yeah. do it and do it prior to Beckham's age. Uh, if we stay up. I see us overpaying for him because we need a set that. piece. We yeah. need a set piece person and we need a little more depth in the middle of the field. I absolutely see us going in and paying like 50 million for him, which is probably mm, 20 to 30 million too much. Right. <laughs> yeah. For kind of a one trick pony. Uh, yeah. Even, even his second goal, uh, Oriel Romeo, uh, had the, uh, little back heel there, but it was so slow. Yeah. The ball was almost not moving. It was basically another set piece. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> from much. the same position. Pretty much. But yeah, now it was that was an excellent performance by him. Uh Brighton kind of the architects of their own demise in that situation. Um getting off to such an early lead and then grabbing that second goal really could have done more and done done well to shut up shop at that point. Just didn't. And they were made to pay for it. Yeah. Potter safe, Brighton safe. But expectations next year for Brighton are going to be much bigger. Expectations for Potter are going to be much bigger. Um, I expect to see some spending coming out of Brighton, but it doesn't necessarily mean success coming out of Brighton. No, I could also see some sales of some core players. Mm-hmm. Eves Basuma. There's now links with Manchester United because they need somebody in the center of midfield. Mm-hmm. With the Declan Rice possibility, there's West Ham being talked about. We're still being talked about, mm-hmm. so we can have some cover for some of these guys as well. Because um, Lakonga, his last few performances, he hasn't really looked up to snuff. Good, not ready yet. Right, exactly. Yeah, not ready yet. So Eves Basuma would be the perfect person to partner. And Granite Jacques is more than likely leaving Arsenal this summer. Mm-hmm. Be the perfect person to partner Thomas Partey in the middle of the field. And uh, finally, uh, like I said, Leeds and Ch- uh, Crystal Palace play tomorrow. This big match for fucking Leeds. Because if they don't win, they're only four points away, and they don't have games in hand, the other two do. Right. You could find yourself just off suddenly at the end of the season going, how the fuck did we finish in 18th place? Yeah. Sure money. All right. Sure money. I fucking lost again. Yeah, I'm not did. even doing the intro. Fuck it. I lost again. <laughs> I'm now down $116. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's really uh, actually happy to lose this week. Right. Because you bet because your I team bet to my draw. team to draw and they won instead. Yep. So perfectly Take fine. A couple losers is I'm happy. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm awesome. happy. 
Very well That's said. That's pretty good. Um, but we will still make a bet to help better inform you on yours. Very so, good. So, Sammy, what you got going on? Well, so I hit over the weekend, but I missed on the midweek, obviously. I just needed one more goal. Liverpool well covered the two and a half over Manchester United, uh, or just two and a half total. Um, and then I needed three and a half total out of City and Brighton, and they only managed to get me three, so I missed that. And that would have been 419. But I did have City with a total of over four and a half, and well, number six means daddy hit, and that was plus 491, so plus 391 to the good for the week. I am still down, but I am only down $838. Big Sam's Luck of the Week. I know you love round numbers. 22.2% of the time. It works 100% of the time. I am going to take a four-way parlay of favorites this week. Liverpool over Newcastle. Tottenham over Leicester. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's the. That's what got us. me the odds. City over Leeds and Arsenal over West Ham at plus four forty three. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Uh, so Pat can't join us today, so I got it. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend Pat's pick of the week. And he titled his email zero and eight. <laughs> well, I'm in a huge slump. It's pretty hard to pick every game right. It's almost as hard to pick every game wrong. <laughs> that was the text I got from him today. He was like, dude, I'm on the verge of getting every fucking game wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've dropped more than a grand in two weeks, and I'm only up $516. So I'm going to... Still up. So I'm, I'm just going to place a two-game parlay for $100 next week. First, I've got Wolverhampton over Brighton at plus 180. And then I'll take Chelsea over Everton at minus 170. That'll pay out at $345. And hoping, uh, hopefully get me going in the right direction again. You guys have a great rest of your weekend. And I'm going to go grab a hot dog and beer at PG Stadium and watch the Bay Sox. Whoop up on the Akron duck, Rubber Ducks. See ya. Oh, they're not the Akron Arrows anymore. They're the rubber ducks now, apparently. Rubber ducks, huh? Woo. I can't think of a more uninspiring (laughs) mascot for a team. Well, that would be the world of fucking minor league baseball, the crazy-ass name. So the the funny one is uh, Savannah no longer is a minor league team. They're now like a college wood bat team, right? So like collegiate players who are soon going to get drafted – because a lot of the minor league system got downsized quite a bit right. uh, during COVID. And they do a bunch of, like, geeky things. Like, they'll wear kilts on the field, and they do dances and shit. And well, minor league baseball is super famous for those weird stadium nights. On the sides of the field, not on the field. Like, <laughs> the Savannah Bananas, their claim to fame is their TikTok famous. Because they do like the pitcher will do a dance and then throw the pitch, like it's it's actually it's like wow this is what you all are willing to do to try to get to the bigs, okay? Well, <laughs> and what's the one thing that a major league baseball team does not want? Right. A pitcher does a, a wee jig before he throws the ball out. Exactly. <laughs> it's fucking weird, so. man. Um. All right. Well, what do you got, stud? All right. So, as I said, I'm down 116 dollars. 
I have a four-way parlay, and one of them is what kicked my odds up, obviously. Mm-hmm. I've got Chelsea to beat United, Liverpool to beat Newcastle, Villa over Norwich, and Palace to beat Southampton. That's the toss-up. Okay. Plus 1255, wow. FanDuel gave me. Nice one. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it can happen. Palace are in a pretty rich vein of form at the moment. <laughs> but I didn't like Southampton's comeback here mm-hmm. this week. And now that makes me really nervous. Got you a little nervous. Yeah, and the bookies agree with me because they had, I think it was plus 270 for Palace, plus 110 for Southampton. So a uh, little nerve-wracking there, but that's the one that's going to that's the one that's going to kick the odds up, so I had to do it. All right. Well, this segment sucked, and there's nothing to save it because the chicken talks to Mel. Chicken doesn't talk to me. Uh-oh. So I know the chicken won, so the chicken's 18 and 12, but I guess no bet from, from Kitty. And she's, she's she's not betting this All week, of huh? her correspondence is with Melissa because it's got to be a cold read from Mel. And Can we at least get the song? No, song's not Fuck. even on the board. God no chicken. Damn. Gonna give me your best up. That a boy. Championship corner. I've fallen and I can't get up. Oh no. So I kind of misspoke last week. Yes. Uh, I wasn't counting games properly. Darby were already relegated. Yep. Which is terribly unfortunate. Uh, uh, Barnsley uh, as well. Barnsley as well. A valiant effort though from uh from our boy Wayne Hrooney. Uh talk is he wants to stay. Yep, that's what he said. He wants to get him back up. He wants up. to get him back up. You're absolutely right. Uh, Fulham won 3-0 against Preston uh, on Tuesday last week. Which? Gives them the title, doesn't it? Not the t- They won the title. Oh, when a they- guaranteed promotion. Right, and then they drew Bournemouth, which actually, uh, I believe, then guaranteed them the title as well. Okay. Uh, so Huddersfield also beat Barnsley uh, 2-1 on Friday to kind of stay in and around those playoff positions. Uh, Luton drew 1-1 at Blackpool. Not good for them. Bournemouth Fulham obviously won one. Uh Birmingham Millwall two two. Darby got beat by Bristol City three one. Hull three nil over Reading. Uh Nottingham Forest beat Peterborough one nil. The posh not looking very good at all. Mm-mm. Um Sheffield United one nil over Cardiff to remain relevant in the in the uh playoff race. Stoke one nil over QPR for the same reasons. Borough dropping points, which is not good. Uh one one to Swansea. And then Steve Steve Bruce, nil nil draw. Can't beat it. <laughs> Fucking love success. You still have uh, Preston, North End, and Blackburn um, playing uh, on Monday to close out this weekend. Uh, that leaves Fulham top on 87 points with just a few games left to play. Uh, despite Bournemouth's game in hand, I don't think they can catch them anyway. Uh, Huddersfield are in third, Forest in fourth, Luton in fifth, Sheffield United now in sixth. So you have... Ooh, this is tight, tight. This is real tight. Uh, real so, quick on, on the bottom, let's just go ahead and say the bottom. Barnsley down, Darby can't de- down, Preston more than likely down. No, no, Peterborough. Peterborough more than likely down. I think that's maybe now confirmed. Maybe Reading, maybe Reading, but those three are probably going down. I think that's now confirmed. Okay, very good. I'm pretty sure it's now confirmed. There's only two games left. They're seven points back. So Fulham's going up. Looks like Bournemouth's going up. Let's worry about the playoffs. Right. So here we go with the playoff race right now. Huddersfield are in third on 76. And they 40, could get to second. 44 games played. They could still get to second, but Bournemouth have two games in hand. Uh, and they're But they're only two points above them. Forest on 42 games. They have two games in hand on Huddersfield as well, are on 73 points, so just three points back in them. If they win both their games in hand, they go up to third. They also could 
feasibly, if Bournemouth lose those two games in hand, they could go up to second place, Nottingham Forest. Luton are in fifth on 44 games, 72 points. Sheffield United are in sixth on 44 games, 69 points. Millwall, 44 games, 66 points. So Sheffield United has to be quite careful because Millwall could theoretically jump them and sneak into the playoffs. Absolutely. Middlesbrough have kind of fallen away. They're in eighth on 64, <clears throat> but they have only played 43 games. So they could get up to 67 points and be in seventh above Millwall should they win that game in hand. And then there's still two games left in the season to be able to, to sneak into the playoffs themselves. Probably unlikely. 48 games total, so there's only what? No, I think, I think it's, 40, it's 46. So 567 games still to go. We're right Something near, like the, yeah, right near the end. Close, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words? Um, Just Manchester City, please remember to take note of how respect works. Right. That's it. That's how fans really act. Hashtag D-back. Yeah. yeah. Who needs producer mail? We got this shit, right? <laughs> Until it comes to editing, which I have no idea how, how to do it. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, we uh, we missed you uh, dearly, producer Mel. You were, you are an integral part of this show, and we love you very much. Second that. that's gonna wrap it up next up is injury time where we talk about the beers we've been drinking we check in on our adopted clubs and we preview the next week's action should someone want to find injury time sam how do they go about doing that patreon.com backslash do football show uh one five dollar tier you get all of our extra content and uh i think you'd really enjoy it it's a lot of fun excellent till next week everybody sometimes takes a weird sexual turn too Till next week, everybody. Goodbye. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smells of a lord. Looks straight in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Come to United!